after successfully practicing the procedure with dogs and realizing he had the opportunity to get it all started, he decided to <laughs> attempt the medical first on a desperate patient. Well, we've done it on a couple of dogs. I think we're ready. <laughs> Let me find me a desperate patient. Welcome down to my nine foot homemade oak bar. Pour your. Welcome down to my. <laughs> Welcome down to my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pull up a stool and pour yourself a cold one. It is another week in Evergreen Park, which means another episode of the EP Podcast. Hannah, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com. Reminder for everybody, the CSX tracks still closed. It's going to be another week, so make sure you're not trying to drive down 95th Street if you're going between Kedzie and Western, because when you get to Rockwell, it's closed for repairs. They're trying to make the tracks, I guess, safer. I don't know what was happening. I don't know if that was, like, eventually, like, the tracks were going to cave in into a giant sinkhole, or <laughs> the tracks are going to rise up like some something on, like, my kid's Fortnite game and start spinning around the air. I have no idea, but for some reason, they had to close them, they had to work on them, and then they'll be back. Hannah, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. All I'm right. doing okay. The show is doing well. I feel like uh, on today's episode, we need to make sure that we go through a detailed explanation as to how you subscribe to the show. All right. And you would think I wouldn't have to do that because people are listening to the show, but what I'm learning is there's a cross-section of people that either see it on Twitter, at the EP Pod, see it on Instagram, I think it's the EP Pod on Instagram as well, or on Facebook, the EP Podcast page. And they see it, they see a friend share it, they see somebody like it, it pops up on social media, and they click on the link and they listen, but they don't know how to subscribe to the show. Mm-hmm. So, and, and because podcasts are a new thing, and I think that there's just a lot of people who've never listened to them, but we have a lot of people listening to the show that don't listen to any other podcast, and that's fine. I don't want you to listen to any other podcast. <laughs> well, don't, don't go out and explore other podcasts. Stick with this one, okay? This is a winner, unless it's another one from the Broadcast Basement Network. Like uh, socks in the basement. You want to get your sock stuff in. And if you got kids, we got growing up on a podcast. We got the Me and the Priest podcast, Father Paul, who you hear on this show. And it's a whole half hour of Father Paul. If you can't get enough Father Paul, check it in. Whole half hour of them on the Me and the Priest podcast. But if you're not used to podcasts later on in the program, I just want to explain how you subscribe and what kind of players you can use and how you go about doing it. Because I think we get listeners, they listen and then they don't realize. I should probably do this thing on my phone or my iPad or whatever yep. so that I don't miss other episodes. So I want to make sure that we go through that. This show is also packed. Father Paul Guzman, our local Evergreen Park priest, checking in from his forward operating base. Close call on his last mission we're going to find out about. Hannah's got some information from the village on the red light cameras. People have been concerned. We're going to get that to you. Donna Bailey's here. She's going to tell you what's going on at the EP library and everything else that's going on in the EP. We're going to get it to you all in 30 minutes. It's Halloween week. Three things to remember. Have fun, be safe, and there is really no wrong way to eat a Reese's. Hey, want a Reese's? Yeah, okay. Here, put it in your mouth. Okay. Now, hold this live grenade. (laughs) There is a wrong way to eat a Reese's. Okay, well, maybe there is a wrong way. getting questions and i've noticed it on one of the facebook pages and you've got some information for us yeah 
to do. And we've gotten a few emails about it or, or, or tweets about it. People send me a message through Twitter or something like that. Are the red light cameras. There's a few red light cameras now that are in Evergreen Park. And there are people that are upset about it because Chicago had these red light cameras. And basically, like, you get a ticket and there was no way to fight it. Mm-hmm. And, and people didn't know how they were getting them. And people hate red light cameras. I don't like red light cameras either. So we made an inquiry with the village try to find out some details and you found out some interesting things about the red light cameras. Yes. So the biggest thing is when you come to the red light, a lot of people when they get dinged, they get, you know, they're ticked off. They're saying, I stopped. Why am I getting dinged? Well, here's why. The camera is looking for that rocking motion when you come to a complete stop. This is from the village. Too. This, they is told from, us this is from the village. They are looking for that little rollback. That's the word they use. It shows that shows you little, stopped. That shows you stopped. Now you don't have to be stopped for a specific time frame, you just have to be stopped. It could be for a second, you could be sitting there for 10 seconds, but they're looking for that rocking motion. Unless that rocking motion happens, the camera will go off and they will say, you ran the red light. It seems to me like, because we were talking about this before we turned on the microphones, it seems to me like what the village is trying to say is that it's not per se the majority of tickets are people blowing red lights. No, they're not. See what I'm saying? It's not stopping before you make the right turn on red. Correct. Because remember, if there's no sign that says you can't turn red on or turn right on red, then you could turn right on red. That's that's the law in the state of Illinois, which is funny because I don't think it's a law in every state in the country. And there are times where I turn and I'm like, I'm probably going to get in trouble because I don't know if in Arizona I could pull this off. Mm-hmm. OK, but that's that's how things operate here in Illinois. So it seems like it's the people that roll through and don't stop. And you have to remind yourself to stop before you do it. Now, there's also a thing that I've heard, and I wasn't able to get confirmation on it, but my mother, she got, she got dinged in Evergreen Park. Okay. Which intersection? I think she was over at 87th and Kedzie. Okay. Okay. That's a big one. So she got dinged there. And she was able to take a look at the video. They let you see the video. Yeah. So you could see it. She was like, after she saw the video, she's like, yeah, I didn't stop. She was convinced she'd stop, but you could see it. And then there's red light court, right? Yeah. So now they can go to court still. Yeah. It's not like Chicago where you couldn't go to court. You can go to court and yell about it. Oh, yeah. You can contest it here. Right. So at least you have that. I mean, for what that's worth. I mean, it still sucks. I mean, nobody enjoys getting a ticket. I I always felt like it was unfair cameras. And this is from a person that was a 911 dispatcher for 10 years, comes from a police officer's family. And I feel like part of the game is the the police should catch me. They shouldn't have like, they shouldn't have a camera. Like it should be like, oh, Damn it, I did that with a cop behind me. You see what I'm saying? Right. Oh, I did it with a... And, and then you deserve it. Then you're like, well, I screwed you that up. Maybe I should have been paying more attention. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And then you get a chance maybe to even talk your way out of it. But the problem with the cameras, you don't get that opportunity. No. I think that's why people hate them. It's a, it's a source of revenue. It's... Well, like you exactly said, we don't have it people... It's a, it's a revenue stream. Yeah. You know, we don't have people blowing through red lights. But yeah, so just cover but your I think own Evergreen's butt. always felt... Evergreen Park residents have always felt like you got that little green EP sticker. Mm-hmm. On the back of your car, there are times where I feel like they don't go after me with the EP sticker. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like I might get like a little bit of leeway without the EP sticker. Like, ah, the guy's from the neighborhood. Like, it's like, I'm a, it's the, it's the I'm from the neighborhood sticker. See what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, ah, it's, it's Chris from down the block. Ah, he probably stopped. I mean, yeah, did he roll a little bit? Ah, don't worry about it. It's Chris from down the block. Man, Irie man. Pick him up, pick him up, pick him up now. When your day is long, 
and your night. Your night is yours alone. When you're sure you had enough of this life, hang on. Don't let yourself go. Cause everybody cries, they cry, they cry, they cry. And everybody hurts. Sometimes. Uh, sometimes. Father Paul is our local Evergreen Park priest turned Navy chaplain turned guy in the middle of a war. And every once in a while he gets on a phone, bounces his signal off of like 17 satellites so nobody can find him, and talks to us here on the EP podcast. And if all goes well and we pray it does, Father Paul will be back in Evergreen Park in no time soon. Expect it back sometime in January. It already feels like January here. Like it skipped fall and just shot right into the beginning of winter. People are pretending they don't need winter coats wearing heavy sweatshirts to feel good about themselves, but it's winter here. What about you? Uh, yeah, it's getting good to be fall here now, too. It's getting down to about 80. <laughs> oh, man, get, get your sweatshirt out. I hope you got a hoodie. Hey, it is. It feels cold. Oh, come I don't know on. I'm going to do when I get home. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to be an icicle if you get home, if you think it's cold oh, right now goodness. in 80s. I'm just, just going to stay in. Well, you were on a mission, and that's why we had a little bit of a break between the last time we talked and now. Tell me what happened, because right. I, I did hear that you uh, you almost got yourself in the middle of it, as they say, and only because of a, depending on who you ask, fortunate or unfortunate, and the way you put it to me, a mishap, did you avoid a massive battle? What, what happened? Yeah, we were uh, in a convoy. We were going out to one of the, uh, the forward operation uh, bases, and uh, it, <laughs> as all things happen, while we're on this, uh, this road, Two of the vehicles break down, not just one, but two. And we were bringing uh, more supplies to this base. We were bringing some more mortars and uh, some more Marines. And while we're on the road trying to fix these vehicles, the base that we were going to got hit. And we could hear the mortar shells fill, uh, you know, falling, and we could see the smoke rising from, uh, uh, from the base. So you know, we were anxious to get everything fixed and uh, get over there, uh, but we just couldn't get everything fixed. They sent another convoy. They picked up the, the mortars and they went on ahead and we had to turn around and go back. So I just missed it. So if you would not have had the vehicle breakdowns, these two vehicles breaking down, the chances that you are either at the base or driving into the base when the mortar attack happens, you're saying pretty high. Would have been 100%. 100% you're in that. Yep. 100% I would have been so in So now it. I told you when we were texting or Skype we Skype texting or whatever because we talk to each other while while you're over there. I told you, well, God was looking out for you, and and what what was your response? Well, we all wanted to get into it, and uh, <laughs> we were kind of disappointed that we missed the party. You wanted in there. You wanted to get in the middle of it, huh? With 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 mortars whistling over your head. Yeah, well, that's exactly the place where the soldiers need you. So that's where I thought I should be. And I didn't get a chance to get there. I'm sorry. Well, I hope, uh, hopefully you're going to get in the middle of something soon. I'm, I'm starting to, now I'm starting to root for you to get in the middle of something, even though I want you to just be safe and come home safe. You seem to be anxious to get in there and do the best you can to help people out. So I'm hoping for that. Was one of the vehicles that broke down the Pope mobile? No, it was, uh, we had a, a tanker, a fuel tanker that, uh, 
broke down and uh, just another armored vehicle. It wasn't the one I was in. Uh, and, and they both broke down, which is unusual. Jen, maybe one vehicle breaking down, but two at the same time, and it, it happened. Both of them broke down at the same time. So the Popemobile is still good. I mean, you could have John Ramboed it and just gone driving off into the fray. Yeah, we could have we could have gone around it, um, but we wanted to bring everything that we needed. You know, particularly the Marines. Uh, the one vehicle that broke down was uh, held the Marines, and they were important. You know, yeah, to, you uh, to get there. You you want to have the Marines with you when you go into battle. That's that's essential. Oh, that's definitely. <laughs> I want to tell you that Leaf Pickup is kicking off at Evergreen Park. This is my favorite time of the year. Okay, I I, I know it's a weird fascination of mine, <laughs> but starting on the first, in just a few days, right after Halloween, Evergreen Park sends the trucks around with the giant suction cups hanging off the side. I'm still amazed vacuums. by that. It's amazing. It is. I love it. When I was a kid, and I live in Chicago, I had to bag leaves. These kids don't know how good they have it. You just go out there and just <laughs> kick the stuff in the street. And then it's really just the most fun time of the year because people drive through the leaves. The leaves go flying. Like, people put them out at the curb. Like, I shoot my leaves out. I try to make a good mound. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I fully expect the wind's going to take some of it and somebody who's drinking too much, because it happens. Yes. Because uh, I'm on 99th Street, is going to drive through it one night. Like Linus jumping into the leaves and picking <laughs> off Charlie Brown. They drive their car through my leaves. And scattered them everywhere. But still, it's just one of the most amazing times of the year. The little leaf suction thing comes along. The little guy stands in the window and jumps up and down. He's very excited about it. That's <laughs> running from the 1st through the 15th. Get your leaves out there. Get ready. Get your garbage out on, the, out on the curb. Get your leaves out on the curb. It's the most fun time of the year to drive around Evergreen Park. It's fall. As she does each and every week down here in my basement. Donna Bailey has returned to tell you what's going on in the EP library. Donna, what's up? Hey, Chris, how's it going? Good, good. The good. show is taking off, Donna. Oh, this terrific. more and more listeners and more and more people that are following it and the Facebook page and the Twitter page and, and uh, we have an Instagram now and uh, oh. we're, we're hip, we're happening. I, I drove around the other day and I was like, I need to get some billboards, like really get the word out. There are no billboards in Evergreen Park. I, I didn't know that. that out. I, I, I drove all over the place. I couldn't find a billboard anywhere. Wow. Like the only billboards seem to be like installed by the place that's actually in that building. So I've got some work to do. I've got to figure it out. Maybe the library will let me put a billboard on the top. What do you think? No. Ah! <laughs> I, I can tell you that with no really degree like of I uncertainty. No. Just, I figured I'd trick you into agreeing to something. And once you agree to something on, on a microphone, it's recorded forever. Yeah. It's a bond. So. Yeah, sorry. What do we have going on this week? First, I want to tell you about last Tuesday night. I was so excited. It's better than the Oscars. It's better than the Tonys, the Grammys, any of those EGOT things. It was the results of the Great American Read on PBS. America's... More exciting than the Oscars. More exciting than the Oscars. More exciting than the Emmys. Yes. Something I've never heard of that's on PBS. Yes. It's right. Great American Reads. For a year, people around... the weirdest things. Not just librarians. These are people from around... Americans from around the country voted uh-huh. for the top 100 books. Right. They wanted to know on this list. This is what America reads. The number one book 
The final result was, guess, 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 guess. The number one book? Yes. I'm sure it's something political. No. No, okay. To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, oh, so this could be of all time. All time, oh, all so time. Worked, oh, then it's of course it's To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird. Well, the funny thing, that. number two, was the Outlander series by Diana really? Gabaldon, which I didn't think was going to go that high in the book. That's on the pretty list. high on the list there. That's number two. Yeah, that's... So that's, people that's... voted, and speaking of voting, you still have until November 6th to vote. So get out there and vote. So wait, hold on. There were 100 books on yes. this list? And I've gone through the list, and I sadly have only read 47 of them. So you have 53 books you've got to hit. That I've got to hit. What is the highest rated book that you have not read that is on that list? Give me what number it came in at and the highest book that was on that list that you had not read. Um, number nine, The Chronicles of Narnia. You've never read The Chronicles no, of Narnia? I've never read. The Lion, read. the Witch, and the Word? You never did any of those? Nope. Never really? did. Never did. I read something Donna didn't read. <laughs> I feel well, good about go. myself. This is very good. <laughs> no, I when I started reading as a youngster, I went right into like Bram Stoker and Mary yeah. Shelley. So I didn't play around with kids' books. I was I was solid. No, I read those, and I read your I, I read your uh, like your Treasure Islands and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, and then and then when I finally found like Stephen King, I was oh, yeah. a huge Stephen King fan. My favorite book of all time is still The Stand. Yes, and it's that's the, on here. And it's the biggest, the big version. Yes. Like not the condensed one when he released the one that was like 1,200 pages. Yes. That Which is I the best read one. Like where four did that, or five times. Where did that rank? 24. 24. Yes. There's no way there's 23 books better than that. Uh, well, I yes, want to know who these people are. They're getting a strongly worded letter from me. Well, there's one on here that I actually disagree with. Everyone raves about. I found it to be one of the dullest books I've ever read. But coming in at number 15 was The Great Gatsby. Oh, yeah, it's a bad I did, book. I did I not like, like that book. I don't I'm like with it. you on that. Okay. Everyone, everyone loves it. They're like, oh my gosh, it's so great. You and I are on that one. We're on okay. one of my favorite ones, though. And this I read as an adult. And it took me, took to me so much that I actually read the series and went to Prince Edward Island twice. Anna Green Gables by Lucy Maud Montgomery came in at number 11. There's probably a lot of books on there that I was assigned in school mm-hmm. and that I didn't read and just got the cliff notes. Oh, I would never go with that. I've never, <laughs> I've never read the cliff notes, ever. The disgust on Donna's face. If you ever want to know how to tick off a librarian, say something like, I would have read those books, but I read the cliff notes instead. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 not acceptable. No. What do you got going on this week at the library? Okay, well, November is a cookbook book club, and we start the, the Monday the 5th with the meeting of the cookbook book club. Everything's going to be holiday treats, so if you want to come and participate, bring a holiday treat. The great thing for the staff is after they get all done and talk about the recipes, and any challenges they had, or, and they all get to chase it, then the staff gets called down and we get to eat for free. It's so, my favorite. So how this works is that they, people bring in their favorite cookbooks? Or is there one that's assigned to them and then they cook things in it? Or how does that work? It's different ways at different times. Like sometimes they assign a specific cookbook. Okay. And they, the group agrees on it. And then we bring in all the copies from other libraries and then everyone goes through and picks out that recipe. For this month, they chose to do just holiday recipes. So we have a lot of different options. But anyone can come in of any holiday recipe they want to bring in, and then everyone exchanges. It could be a dessert, it could be a soup, it could be a stew, it could be any anything they could think of. So if I'm showing up next Monday on the fifth, and I uh, I want to be a part of this for the first time, bring in some kind of holiday treat. Treat. Yeah. Do I bring in a book too, or the book that I found the recipe in, or what? You can, or if you just have the recipe itself, just so you can talk about it and say, this is what I found different, or I tweaked it a little bit, this is what the recipe said, but I added a little less of this and more of that. 
is to get everyone to talk about different kinds of recipes. But like I said, sometimes they'll do a specific cookbook. But this time, since it's a holiday, everyone gets ideas for what, what they want to change up their you know, menu for the holidays. How old do you got to be for this? An adult. Oh, okay. 6.30 at night. I got a daughter who's about turned 13, and she goes and cooks like on a weekly basis uh, and loves that stuff. Like she's determined to be on one of those food network shows where the kids compete against each other. Oh, those are she so would have, cool. She would have gone crazy over this and gone and joined it, but you got to be an adult for this yeah, one. Yeah, this one is an adult one. All right, I'll go break her heart. Yeah, Thanks, sorry, Donna. Sorry, sorry. Well, also coming up on the 5th at um, 6.30, can learn how to maximize your financial aid assistance. We have a financial expediter named Christina Lopez coming in who will help you navigate FAFSA so that you can get into college and have some of that cost burden uh, alleviated from you. So that's what's going on this week and really in the next week at the EP Library. Thanks again, Don, and we'll see you next week. Okay, see you later, Chris. Lost in a dream I don't know which way to go if you are all that you see, then baby, I'm moving way too slow. I've been a fool before, wouldn't like to get my love caught in the slamming door. How about some information, please? Straight up now, tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Or am I caught in a hit and run? Straight up now, tell me, is it gonna be you and me together? Oh, 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 just having fun. Anna Westgate Music School is located in Palos Heights, but they would love us to talk about them on the podcast. 6527 West 127th Street. It is a music school that gives a lot of different types of lessons. Let me list what they actually do. Guitar, bass, piano, drums, vocal lessons, banjo, ukulele they do brass instruments like the trumpet the trombone uh the tuba they just list them all the woodwinds all the orchestral strings they've got a huge staff i have a, a nephew that takes guitar over there and my sister says that it's the best place she's ever gone to for music lessons because if she needs to change something if she can't make an appointment she doesn't have to haggle. She doesn't have to worry about like, well, can I get the teacher to do this and go through that awkward conversation? She just goes online and picks an open slot. Yep. I mean, it's all it's all right there on your phone. You can just go in there and be like, oh, I can't make the, there's something going on. I, I, you know, I've got something that just popped up with one of the other kids. I can't make it to so-and-so's lesson. You're not out the money. He's not going to miss his lesson. You just go in there and just, you know, punch it in the phone and pick another time. It's it's really an easy thing. And if you go onto their website right now, westgatemusicschool.com, you can get your first four private lessons for $80 total. Call today, 708-586-7002, 708-586-7002. My daughter went to her first dance. Well, no, she spent been to father-daughter dances. No, but this is the first dance with boys and no father. Uh, See what I'm saying? Okay. They had a mixer and it was like a Halloween mixer and she went to it an hour and a half. I mean, it's only an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. But like, and she's in a costume. It, we we planned it perfectly. She was like, what should we be? Or what should I be? And Erica and I both were coming up with costumes that were so bulky that it would be like really hard to slow dance in them. Yeah. <laughs> Which you would, you would be a fan of. He's like in the seventh grade. I'm like, oh yeah, you should be a big bucket of popcorn with balloons for popcorn kernels. You should be grapes. Right. I mean, like, whatever I can find, it was just like, like there's big cushion areas. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's ridiculous, but it's just the, the fatherly instinct that kicks in. 
So it's like you go in the big bulky costume. That's what it, that's what I'm sending you in. So that she went she went to her thing. She had her hour and a half where she was at the dance. You know, the boys stand on one side of the gym, the girls stand on the other side of the gym. They whisper about who likes who. It was one of those affairs. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the beginning of she's at the beginning part of now all of that. And just when you start to get your confidence and let your wall down, you know, mom and dad are coming to pick you up. Right. So. And, and and you know what's interesting now is that like we've lived in the neighborhood forever. So I walk through the neighborhood and I've, I've, I've known all these kids forever and they're all getting older. But now what's interesting is like the boys look at me differently when they see me. Mm. You see what I'm saying? He's be like, hi, Mr. Lanoni, and run by. Now what's it like? Now, well, now they're like, now they've, they've obviously had like thoughts of like, wow, she's cute. And now it's like, oh, there's her dad. Oh my God. He can read my mind. Oh my God. He can tell I think his daughter's cute. Oh my God. He knows my thoughts. And they just like run. Like, <laughs> they I, just there run. are times where I'm like walking out of the street. I'm like, hey, hey guys. And they're like, ah! and they just like run away. <laughs> Let's do a Hannah's history. Let's do it. Let's do a Hannah's history. I like this Hannah's history. I like learning about what's uh, what's happened in Evergreen Park, learning the history of Evergreen Park, um, trying to figure out what went wrong. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I love this place. I really do. I honestly I think this is just the greatest place in the world, even with the red light cameras. So give me a history lesson, Hannah. Did you know that the first organ tra- successful organ transplant happened at Little Company of Mary? The first, like in the city? The first ever. In the world. In the world. The, the world's first. first organ transplant well, in the entire successful. world for successful. successful. Oh, yeah. Well, there. Right. You know, it's like, you okay, know. we're going to put a new heart in so-and-so. And then it's like, you there, Bob? <laughs> Bob didn't make it. So, yeah, there were other people that tried it, but this is the first one that worked. Yeah, it worked. This is like the one where it was like, it was like, they burst into the room and they're like, she's alive. And they're like, no. Really? <laughs> no. That happened? <laughs> Tell me the story about it. So it was 1950. So you had this doctor. His name was Dr. Lawler. He had this idea in his head, you know, for the possibility of organ transplants. And he's been sitting around thinking about he's it? He's been sitting around thinking about like, it. So know, then he got his hand on some dogs. Take, if I could take my sister's uh, kidneys and put them inside of my dog. And then somebody's like, what are you thinking about? Nothing. Just leave me alone. I'm over here pondering things. Well, he practiced it on dogs. He practiced on practiced dogs. Practiced the procedure on dogs and okay. realized this works. So right. he's like, I'm ready for this. Let's get me a desperate patient. So you, yeah, well, you had to do that at that point. Yeah. I mean, nobody had made it. So like they, you're pretty much like, I'm going in and I'm not coming out, but we're just going to throw a Hail Mary here on this one. Right. So, okay. So who did he find? Well, her name was Ruth Tucker. She was a 49 year old Chicago area woman, a housewife from what I've read up on. She had terminal polycystic kidney disease and she lived. How long did she live for? Well, I don't know. I can't find, but I can tell you she was really in need of a kidney transplant. Right. One of her kidneys was non-functioning and the other one was only at 10%. So we don't know was, how long she lived for. But she really had nothing to like lose. She could have been around for like five minutes or she could still be roaming the streets on Halloween night well, you know, they're looking showing, for kidneys. They're showing pictures of her after the surgery and she's dusting a lamp. Well, okay. She made it home to dust. She made it home to dust. Oh, that's good. The 50s. <laughs> Aren't the 50s great? They are. You're the first trans. You're the first organ transplant that's ever worked. Wow! Can we get a picture of you for the paper doing like a womanly thing, like dusting? Yeah. <laughs> go back home. Go back to your duties. Fifties, man. Yep. Yeah. She's she's got her apron on. She's first got her, her apron. Wear some high heels. Do your hair up, and yep. then we just want to see you doing something normal, like you know you gals do. 
Just yeah. dust a little bit for the newspaper there, honey. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly what that was. She just survived the first organ transplant in history. <laughs> and that's the picture they take of that her is in the one they take. That's the one they take of her. <laughs> Remember, if you're heading out on Halloween with the kiddos, Evergreen Park's got official Halloween hours. I don't know how strict enforcement is, though, as I've never seen a six-year-old dragged off in handcuffs wearing his puppy dog pal's costume. But don't be the first one. Kids can start trick-or-treating right after school. They go all the way up to 6 p.m. with no supervision. From 6 to 8 p.m., an adult is supposed to be with them. After 8 p.m., it all stops. Don't come to my house looking for a candy bar at 801. Don't. Before we get out of here, I did promise I wanted to just go through real quick, easy steps if you've never subscribed to this show. If you're finding this show because a friend is sharing it with you, if you're finding it through Twitter or through Facebook or through Instagram, you see a link, you hear about it, whatever, and you actually haven't subscribed, you just click on a link, you want to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. It's real simple. Whatever you clicked on brought you to a podcast player. Even the eppodcast.com is actually a podcast player. It's powered by Podbean. On the main website through Podbean, there's actually two little buttons on the website allowing you to subscribe through Apple Podcast or Google Play. So you can go, hey Alexa, play the EP podcast. Boom. If you're a Spotify user, we're there. Subscribe. It's that simple. The easiest way, though, is the way that I instruct people when they bump into me on the street and they go, how do I get the podcast? Look on your iPhone or your iPad or whatever smartphone that you're using. There's something on there that says podcast. On the Apple products, it's purple. You click on it. You hit the little search button. You type in the EP podcast. It pops up. You click subscribe. You're done. Whatever device you've just done that on is going to get a notification every time a new episode is up. You'll never miss it again. Thanks for listening to another 30 minutes of Evergreen Park from the EP Podcast. And remember, the EP Podcast is happy to talk to you. You can call us anytime, 459-8406. 459-8406. It's a local call. Why? Because we're local. We're just sitting here podcasting in the EP. See you next week. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, basement, the Nudie's Basement, the broad basement. Slancha. That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? I felt like it. The EP Podcast. (laughs) Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Straight up now, tell me. Time standing still. Waiting for some small clue. I keep getting chills. When I think your love is true I 
I've been a fool before, wouldn't like to get my love caught in the slamming door. Are you more than hot for me, or am I just page in your history? I don't mean to make demands, but the world indeed go hand in hand. How about some information? Please, straight up now tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Oh, 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 or am I caught in a hit and run? Straight up now tell me, is it gonna be you and me together? Oh, 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 are you just having fun? Straight up now tell me, tell me, straight up now tell me. Two steps forward and two steps back, cause opposites attract. I said two steps forward and two steps back, I said Got stop track. Straight up now, tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Straight up now, tell me. Straight up now, tell me. Tell me. Straight up now, tell me.